hello, 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 and thank you for tuning in to this podcast channel from Wig Weave, the number two natural hair. I am your host, Natural Keisha. This podcast channel can be followed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at From Wig Weave, the number two natural hair. Today we have a special guest. Guest, can you introduce yourself, a little background, and the type of business you perform? Hi, my name is Barbara Henniard, and I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I've been writing since I've been 11 years old, and the type of business I perform is that I'm an author. I love writing because I love helping people to feel good about themselves and uplift them and encourage them. I have another business, too, where I um, do things for parties like gift bags and, you know, invitations and water bottle labels and stuff like that. Great. What got you interested in this field? Yes, ma'am. Um, this was something I've always wanted to do since I was a little girl. I remember sitting down at 11 years old writing my first poem, and I said, I'm going to be a writer, and one day, and I decided to write a book. Great. I love reading. I am so glad to see that more authors are the same tone Ask me, and that is writing more books about kids and things that kids go through from day in, day out. How did you come up with the name for those type of books? Yes, this was a very, very, very hard um, title to come up with, but I named the book Imani, well, you know, the book is called Princess Imani's First Date. Well, the name of money was the place I worked at, and it reminds me of so much of the things that I've been, you know, with, like, being taken advantage of, you know, being mistreated, being used. So I just use the money, you know, the name of the book, because I don't want her to experience what I've experienced. So I just want her to experience, you know, something good, like something I didn't have, you know, growing up. So that was why I named it Amani, Princess Amani first day. Yes, just like I said, things that we go through in life, whether it's as childhood or adulthood, it's good to know that there is a book that cover a lot of things that we go through day in and day out from our childhood or our adulthood. So it's so great to see more books are being published and put out there for kids to read and probably strengthen them on things they go through from day in, day out, and adults also strengthen them. Tell me more about your books that are available. Uh, well, Princess Amani's First Date is the only book I have right now, but it's basically about a positive, you know, a positive black father empowering his daughter, you know, teaching her how to be loved, you know, um, you know, uh, the way men men don't realize that, you know, their attitude and the way they act, you know, make a, you know, that that can that's their reputation. They don't realize that that the attitude and all of that affects them and their daughter as well. So I just want the father to be able to be more positive with their daughters, you know, spend more time with them, you know, playing more dates with them. And our bonding is very important. But either way it goes, they can still have a good daddy and still go out there and get the wrong kind of men. It really don't matter. But just know that the daddy did teach them, you know, what, you know, how they need to be treated. That's how I look at it. But that's what my book is about. 
Yes, yes. And that's good to inspire a lot of more fathers to love on their kids, whether they're female or male. Still show them mm -hmm. the right way. And then if you have that female daughter, you want to show her the type of man or husband that she should have in life. So don't be less of a father to your daughter because she's going to go after the wrong type of men in life. So if you be that good father, she'll know how to find that good husband that's going to treat her right. And if you have a son, you don't want to show less fatherhood to him because he's going to get older one day and he's going to have his kids. And you don't want to see him treat his kids like you taught him less. So teach him more so he can be that great father to his own kids also. Why is it important for a child to learn to read? It's very, very important because I work with children myself, you know, the age of one, you know, um, reading helps with their vocabulary, communication skills, and writing skills as well. You know, I have a student that I work with. He's one year old. I can sit there and read to him all day long. Like, you know, every day I come to work, he say, book, 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 book. So I get him a book and we'll sit down and read it. So it's very, very important, you know, to build up vocabulary skills, communication skills, you know, like I said, writing skills as well, because that will help a whole lot. Yes, most definitely, because when you read, you strengthen your vocabulary, okay? And the words that are difficult to read, you know, you can sound those out, and then you will know exactly how to pronounce that word, and then your communication skills also strengthens up. So, yes, it is very important for a child to learn how to read especially at an early age. What is the benefits of reading out loud? Reading allows the children to stimulate their imagination, you know, and express their understanding of the world. It helps them to develop language and listening skills and prepares them to understand the written word. It helps them to, you know, like, think out loud, you know. You know, that's, that's the thing I like when they ask questions. Oh, oh, oh. How did, I mean, how did this work or how did that work? You know, they stop in the middle of you know, reading a book and they start asking all these, you know, questions. But yeah, that's why it's important because they're going to start asking questions and stuff like that. But I like it. Yes. I love reading out loud. It's also good to take turns reading out loud, especially when you're reading to a child. You read to them and then turn around and let that child read back to you. Right. That way... If they're having a hard time, you can help them with the words. And maybe some adults have a hard time with pronouncing words. And it's good to hear these kids say, hey, this is how you sound that word out. You know, sometimes we can play around and act like we don't know. But let's see what these kids really do know. I know I play a trick all the time with my son. When we're reading, I'll act like I don't even know a simple word as can. And I will see if he can help me sound that word out so that way I can know how to pronounce that word. Just to see if he's paying attention. Is his concentration where it needs to be at at the time? 
So yes, that is good to read out loud back and forth and also play out the characters in the book. You know, you might have um, a monster book that might say someone is scared and then they have the exclamation mark at the end. So you know how to express that word. That's what I love about it. The playing out the characters in the book. Do you read out loud to kids? Yes, ma'am. Like I said before, going back to what I said, you know, how one of my students, you know, loves to read a book. Like, I come in every morning and he'll ask me for a book and we'll sit down and read. Yeah, that's very important to read out loud because they can hear what you're saying, um, articulate their words, you know. It's very, very important to do that. But yes, I do. So awesome. That is very awesome. Spread all that around the world. You know, teach these kids how to read, read out loud to them, let them read out loud to you again. How connect to the book, to their own life experience? How can you do that? How can you connect the book to their own life experience? Well, well, with this book, when that's Amani's first date, you can connect that to your own life experience because many girls never had a father growing up. You know, many girls never seen their daddy. You know, uh, they have, or some girls that have decreased, you know, they died and gone home. Um, this book can um, help them use their imagination to be able to see what it's really like to have a daddy, to be able to really see what it's like, you know, for a man to treat them. But yeah, you can apply that to your life experience, you know, depending on what it is or whatever type of book it is, you know, but you can. Yes. And again, it's good to have these books out here because whether we know it or not, our kids might not tell us everything that they're going through, that they're thinking about, but there is a book for them to read, depending on all kinds of situations yes, that kids go through day in and day out. Right. We have a book for it. That's a good thing because they might not just come to us and say, hey, someone is bullying us at school, or hey, I'm having a hard time reading. It's a book out there somewhere about bullying, about can't read, can't understand, can't play with others, uh, being a bad seed, or people that's being um, uh, uh, mean to you, things of that kind. It's always a book behind something that we go through here in life, whether it's childhood or adulthood. And that's good because it helps us when we don't want to talk it out with others. Why is it important to ask questions when reading? It's important because it allows the reader to think out loud. It helps the reader to be able to point out the text, evaluate the quality to make the evaluate the quality of text, make connections and refine predictions. Yes, it's very important to ask those questions because it can help you understand that book very well when you ask those questions behind it. Like, why did Billy not play with Sarah? 
then we can go over the questions and fill it in with some answers. That way the child get a better understanding of that book and they know how to not be like Billy, be more like Sarah. She's trying to play with everyone, but Billy is being mean and don't want to play with anyone. He want to be to himself, don't want to play with anyone, don't want to share his toys or his snacks with anyone. So that teach us not to be selfish towards ourselves or anyone else. So yes, it's very good to ask questions when you're reading. What book or series do you hope and pray will be turned into a movie or a TV show one day? Um, that was the hard question because <laughs> I couldn't really find <laughs> I couldn't really find one on to be honest. <laughs> I will look at um if there would be one um it would be a book called Have you ever heard of the book Five Love Language? No, I haven't. Have a, Who wrote that? Do you know? I can't remember his name, but I think his name is Gary Coleman. If I'm not mistaken, I might have it wrong, but his name is Gary Coleman. He wrote the book called The Five Love Language, and it's basically about um how to teach your partner how to uh um. Love each other like they say, for example, their love language is um, gift. Their love language can be affirmation. Their love language can be physical touch, you know, that kind of thing. I think that would be a good idea that would turn into a movie because they can get people to really understand what it's really like, you know, to connect with one another. You know, I think that would be a good idea. But yeah, that's a good book. <laughs> right. That sounds like a good book. And you know what else? I would love to see. The book you wrote turned into a movie. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I mean, what inspires it all to that point is that that movie. What is it? Uh, is it Hair Love, Hair Story? Yeah, Hair Love. <laughs> yeah. You seen how that was um, a movie. And I think it's also a book out there, too. Behind that. So, yes, that is great and inspiring. What do you think attracts kids to a book? The illustration. I say the illustration because the picture had the meaning behind it. I had a um, person that bought my book, and she said the illustration is so beautiful. You know, it goes along with the message. So I say the illustration is very, very important because... Attract them. So. Yes, and may I say, I have went through and seen the book cover. It's a wonderful picture, and the artist, whoever drew those pictures, they did a marvelous job. May I say, I love it. <laughs> so yes that can draw kids to a book by just looking at the drawings you know maybe the title of the book kids like stuff like that what book can you recommend to me for my little kid to read we, uh, I guess we talked about it already. <laughs> it's hell love. 
Hello, that is the, <laughs> I never read it, but it's so interesting because the little girl's daddy doesn't know what to do with her hair, and the mom has cancer, so I find it very important. You know, you can teach the child at a young age how to do something because you never know what's going to happen to your mom, you never know what's going to happen to your dad. You know, it's a good way to learn. But he had to learn how to do her hair because her mom wasn't around. So he freaking out and everything. Even though I never read the book, I could tell because I read the, I mean, I, I watched the uh, the uh, movie. It was a good movie, but I would recommend that one. That was a really good book. A really good book. Yes, that is a very good book because you never know what's going to happen to our mothers, fathers, grandparents, aunts, uncles, etc. So it's always good to have a book behind them. How to do things in this world, regardless if we're here or not, you know, something that they can use, something that is central to use towards their future. Just say that. Do you prefer old books or new ones? I would say either one. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I'm not picky with that. I mean, either one. Okay. Do you prefer nonfiction, fiction, short stories, or novel? Uh, I prefer a novel. Yes, I prefer that. Oh. <laughs> And do you have one in mind that you love to read? A novel that you love to read? Oh uh, no, not ma'am. I don't have one in mind right now. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yes, I love those type of books also myself. My favorite author was Stephen King. And the reason why I picked Stephen King is because I'm going to say all his books, pretty much, or probably most of them, anyway. It's not just a book out there to read, but he also have a movie behind the book. That's why I like that. Oh. <laughs> so anything that you read of his, you can pretty much see a movie behind that book. I've never heard of that. What is it called? Um, Stephen King. That's the author. Stephen. Oh, okay. Man, he writes a lot of scary books like The Night Flyer. Um, I don't know all the titles of the book, but all his books that he writes, they have a movie that's behind each and every book I'm going to say. But it tripped me out to the point where I was reading his books in middle school. <laughs> and my mom is the one that turned me on to him. Because <laughs> she would talk about the American author, Stephen King, all the time. And how he had these books. And I'm like, oh, wow. Um, he make movies too? <laughs> and my mom's like, yeah, he not only make um books but he have movies behind uh -oh. it like um like the movie pet cemetery mm -hmm. um what is it it the movie it that's one of his too um i believe carrie 
Carrie is one. Remember Carrie? She was the young lady that was setting things on fire. Like, she gets so oh mad. Oh, my God. She'll set I things don't on like fire. That one. Yes. <laughs> no, ma'am. I don't like that one. I ain't never put no, ma'am. <laughs> I don't like that one. <laughs> yeah, so he write a lot of scary books. That's what he write, a lot of scary books. <laughs> um, I don't know anything that's not scary by him, but he is one of my great authors that I love to read. <laughs> Sometimes I watch the movies, but when I was little, I used to be scared of <laughs> like scary movies like that coming up. <laughs> but now I can sit back and watch them without having nightmares behind right? me. So that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yes, indeedy. Um, let's see. What genre do you love to read? I love to read about relationships. Love, love, love that. I have, like, books. I could tell you, I could go to Barnes and Nobles and buy them all the time. Like, I have one, um, the five love language. I have different books on different types of relationships, and I love reading books about relationships. As a matter of fact, I have one about... um. The Bible love language for children because I work with kids and that's important to me because it helped me to build my relationship with my students, you know, learning how to, um, you know, spend more time with them, learning their love language, you know, learning the things that they like, learning the things that they don't want me to do. Like, it taught me a lot because um, one of my students, he don't like to be touched, so I don't touch him. So it teaches me to respect my students more. So that's why I love relationships because I can learn a whole lot about a person. You know, that's my favorite type of favorite, 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 favorite thing to read about. And that's my favorite one as well. Yes, and I love romance books, um, documentaries. Love documentaries because I want to know about my roots. So I'll go and do researches and also either read or look at documentaries of different things, different cultures, um, probably different foods, you know, et cetera. I just love documentaries and romance books are so great. Some of the uh, inspiration books too, like um, what's her name? Joyce Meyer. I love reading her books too. She's, she's awesome. I even uh, follow her on I like, YouTube. Um, I like, I like, she has a lot of. I great. like um. Well, I like uh-huh. I like kids and kids name right now. Uh, Joe, Joe Osteen. He's he's really good. He's a he's the very he's the motivator. He loves encouraging people. I love him as well. Yeah. Yes, and another one is T D Jakes. He's also good too. He do his um church. He films, I think, all his church services. Um, live on Facebook. I know it'd be on Facebook and you can also catch them on YouTube also. But yeah, they're they're all, you know, very inspiring. I love that. I love motivators to motivate me or influence, you know, influencers, just to say. Yes. Do you judge a book by its cover? No, ma'am, I don't because I don't know what a person has been through to get to where they are today. Because, like, for example, I could see a young man walking down the street or a female walking down the street, and they look like they have on, you know, like, a piece that, you know, like, old clothes and stuff like that. But you never know what that person been through. You never know if they have a high school diploma. You never know if they went to college. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what their background are. You don't know what 
you know, the criteria, you don't know, you know, you don't know a lot of things about a person. So I wouldn't do that because that's not, that's not the right thing to do. You know, we're too quick to judge people these days. You know, like for me, I'm a very quiet person. People think that because I'm quiet, I don't do a whole lot of stuff, but I do. Once you get to know me, then, you know, you'll find out what I do. You'll find out, you know, what I like and things like that. But yeah, I never judge a book by cover because you don't know what, you know, that person has to offer. You don't know what, you know, they're going through in life. That is so correct. You know, as a kid, you know, some of us might look at a book and say, oh, that monster is looking scary. I don't want to read that book. Or I don't like the kind of snack she's eating on that book, so I don't want to read that book. But guess what? It might just be a good book. And just like you said, you know, you don't know the background about that person. A lot of people, they look however they look, or attitude is however it is. They have a soft spot somewhere in their heart. And they are very loving and caring because love can come from a stranger, someone you don't even know, but someone that you judged. So it's not good to judge. You're right. It's not good. Where do you like to read? So when you're reading a book, where do you like to read? I love to read in my room because it's peaceful and quiet. I can lay down and just open the book up and just read, you know. I I just love to read in my room because it's so peaceful and quiet. Nobody's around me. (laughs) Or so, yeah, but of course, I love to read in my room. Yes, that is so awesome. I love to read pretty much anywhere. I'll just start reading. But like you said, reading in your room is very quiet. You can lay down on your bed, be very comfortable, and get in a great book. What's your favorite drink, snack, or beverage to have beside you while you're reading, if any? So do you have a favorite drink or a snack or beverage that you like to have while you're reading? Yes. I will last well, actually I eat pineapples. Pineapple is my favorite thing to eat when I'm reading. I don't care what I'm not gonna be doing anything, but pineapple is what I would eat. So I love pineapple. <laughs> That's the only time I have beside <laughs> me. I don't know what it is about pineapple, but I just love it. I don't know. <laughs> yes, pineapple is a good snack. I love them. How many books do you read a month? I would say about one, maybe one or two, but that's about it. Did you hear me? Yeah, I I, I did. I would I would read one or two books a month. Oh, okay, great. Yes, yes. I'll say I read probably about one book per month. Sometimes I would like to reread the book just in case I don't understand it very well. I will reread it again just to get that full understanding out of the book. 
what is your favorite book when you were a child? Did you have a favorite book that you liked to yes. read? Yes, ma'am. The book was called uh, <laughs> Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Thurgood. <laughs> wow. And um, what was it about? Can you tell us a little about it, or do you remember what it was about? Uh, it was just about like uh, Dr. Thurgood, where he said he doesn't like green eggs and ham. Well, I don't like green eggs and ham. You know, basically it's just about eating green eggs and ham. You know, encouraging him to eat it, but he really didn't want it. But they kept encouraging him to eat it <laughs> until you know <laughs> he really didn't like it, but. They kept encouraging him over and over and over to try it. I didn't see what it's like, but I think you know, I did. <laughs> What's the last book you bought? Have you bought any books here lately? Um, the last book I bought was, I think it was The Five Love Language for a Single, Single People. Uh yeah, that's the last book I bought, mm-hmm. and I bought it um in the store, and it was paperback. Yes, mm. Which you think is better when it comes to reading a book? Would it be ebook, paperback, or both? I would say both because you know in this in this time and age in this situation we have it right now. I would say both because one, um, we can't go to, you know, because of the virus going around. This is the perfect example. Because of the virus going around, you know, we can actually get on our iPad and, you know, and buy the book and download it, you know, and read it. Um, paperback, we can go to the store and buy it, but, you know, way things are now, we have to do it, you know, um, on the iPad or on the phone or, you know, FaceTime or whatever. But I would say it's good to have both, you know, just in case, you know, something happened. So both of them will really work out very well. That's Yes, yes, you are most definitely right. Just in case you're going through any kind of crisis like we're going through now, you can always download the book onto your tablet, laptop, smartphone, Kindle, etc. That's good. What gifts do you have that you could use to bless others? Well, you know, in the Bible, it talks about the seven gifts. And one of them is um, word of wisdom. And I picked that because that's the gift I have. I love to encourage other people. I love motivating them. Mm-hmm. I love um, to make people feel good about themselves. I love, you know, to inspire them to do certain things, you know, get their life in the right direction, you know, go the right way. But sometimes you can't help people. You know, sometimes you have to leave the person where they are, you know, let them do it themselves. But that's my gift that I was given, you know, worth it with them. Yes, and that is very, very inspiring right there. Just what you just said, that is very inspiring. What things have you done that make you the most proud of yourself? One of the things that I have done that made me proud of myself when when I became an author 
because that was something I wanted to do when I, while growing up. So when I first wrote this book back two years ago, I said, I got to do this. I got to make my dream come true. But in order for me to do that, I had to heal from, you know, the process I was going through a long time ago. So once I healed two years ago, I finally wrote the book, Princess Amani's First Day. And that's what something I'm mostly proud of because it took me a long time to get better from that. And I'm grateful that God brought me here to be able to write this book and to be able to follow my dream. That's what I'm very proud of. I did something that I did I was going to do. And I am also proud of you too, because you thought of that possibly many times over yes, and over yes. again. And you didn't, you didn't give no. up on it. You right. kept going. And now you have your own book that you can be proud of, proud of your success, because you didn't give up on your success. You kept yes, going. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. What do you think would make the world a better place to live in? Oh, this is the part I would love to talk about the most. <laughs> um, If everyone would treat each other with kind of respect and love one another, this world would be a better place. Because now, in the age and days we're living, everybody wants to kill each other. Everybody wants to get mad over one thing. Say, for example, I go, say, for example, um, like, I want to, <laughs> somebody ate my pizza chicken, one pizza chicken. I get killed over a pizza chicken. I mean, really, come on now, just a pizza chicken. But you know, like I said, if the world be a better place, if everyone will love each other, treat each other with kindness, and also be able to sit down and talk to one another about what's going on instead of making it a real, real violent situation. Yes, yes. I most definitely will vote on that one. You are so correct on that. If we can just all sit down and talk to each other and understand each other, and quit trying to kill each other over fame. You know, you're mad because someone got more fame than you have, so you want to knock them out the box <laughs> or treat them like having a book just to say, you know, you got, if you look at in the seafood department and you see those bucket of crabs or box of crabs that's alive, you see one crab trying to make it out that bucket or that box. And you always see this other crab just pulling that crab that's trying to make it out back down into where all of the crabs are at. You know, why do we do this? I don't <laughs> know. But just like you said, if we can stop that, this world would be a better place yes, to live in. Yes, correct. That's correct. What advice can you give to kids that are not reading daily well give them i would let them well i would tell them and go to the library you know the library is a great place to go you know and explore new books you know and authors for free um many libraries have story hours you know literacy program for kids 
teaching a lot, but we give the child a chance to develop a good reading habit and to see what other kids do around them. Like when I was growing up, my grandma took me to the library every Saturday. When she got off work, she took me to the library, and that's where she took me, you know, and that's where it comes from, where it starts at home. You know, if you're not doing it at home, then when they get to school, what happens? They don't know anything because what? Nobody takes the time to take them to the library or do things with them. But yeah, going to the library will help you a whole lot. And that is most definitely correct. I mean, you're never too young to get a library card. I didn't see a lot of people, which I tip my hat off to the those parents. Their child is very little. I would say under one year of age, and they already have a library card. So if someone that's underneath one that haven't even said their first words have a library card, Everyone over the age of one should have a library card also. I mean, I'm an adult, and I have a library card. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> I love the library. <laughs> what piece of advice can you give to a child that is reading books daily? Uh, I would say we read your favorite book. Always, always read your favorite book over and over and over and over because Repetition helps a whole lot. It helps them to remember what they learn, remember, you know, what they read. Like, say, for example, um, it could be a book about an animal. It could be a book about words. The more you do it with them, the better they can remember it. So I think that, you know, repeating is very important. Always read your favorite book over and over and over. That will help them a lot to remember a lot of things. Yes, most definitely. Reread that book. However many times you need to, just to understand it. Just like I said earlier about me reading one book a month, sometimes I will read it again, just so I can get a better understanding of what I'm reading. What tips can you give parents to inspire their children to read books? This one right here, I love this question because I work with children, and especially I work with Black kids. And, um, you know, with black children, you know, black parents these days, they don't really take the time with their kids. So what I to answer that question, I would say make time for reading. Make time for reading because that will help you to understand, well, that will help them to want to read more. Oh, mommy, can you go, um, can you read the book to me? Oh, I want to read, you know what I'm saying? If you don't make reading time a habit at home, then guess what? they're not going to know, you know, when they get to school, they won't know what's going on because you didn't make that a habit at home. So make time for reading, you know, because that would help them a whole lot as the parent. I'm not a parent myself. I don't have any kids, but I can tell you that. Make that on your schedule. Make time to read with the child. Make that time always. If not, then they're going to struggle when they get older or when they go to school. So that's very important. Make time. You are definitely correct on that. I know life get busy, but it should never get so overwhelming or too busy that you cannot sit down with your child or any child, yours or not, and read with them. Everyone needs to know how to read because right now in the USA, we are getting more kids with learning disabilities in these schools, you know, the, the percentage 
it's not going down. It's only going up. And the one reason for that is because a lot of parents are not sitting down with kids and helping them to read. They're only getting one type of help. And that's maybe. And I say maybe because the teachers don't always help each and every one of the children because it's a big population of kids in one classroom. So if the teacher is helping them with reading, they're only getting one type of source to help them with reading, which they need multiple sources. Grandma should help. Auntie should help. Mm -hmm. Uncle should help. You know, it goes on and on and on. You know, even a neighbor can help read. I think all kids should be reading, and you are most definitely yes. right. That should be a number one top priority. Yeah, then I would say this as well. My grandmother, you know, we was in Korea, not Korea, but in the car seat, like she told me the other day, if I had y'all in the car seat, we were probably like five or six months old, and she was reading to us. I don't care what it is. She kept people like that. Um, math card, all that stuff, and that's how my twin got to beat them up because my grandmother took the time to teach them how to read or at a young age, she taught them how to say certain things. So, yeah, she did a good job with that. She really did. You know, at a young age, we was only like five or six months old. I don't know, but however, she did a good job. She made that time to do that. She really did. And you know, another thing, I know a lot of people say, well, I don't own books. I don't have a book for, you know, the child to read. But guess what? I know one book that should be in everyone's household. And that is the Holy Bible. What? Break the Holy Bible out and have them to read yes, some scriptures. What? That'll be very inspiring to their little, little behind, just <laughs> to say. <laughs> That'll be so inspiring to mm -hmm. the little ones. Break out the Bible. Read the Bible to them or either have them to read it to you. So that is a book that every right. household should right. have. That is true. What, let me see, um, how would I say this? Because I'm not trying to direct this question just towards the parents, just the world. Um, what advice can you give to a parent or a teacher or any type of relative out there in the world that are promoting kids to read? I would just say keep up the good work. Just keep it up. Just keep doing what you're doing because, you know, you, that's all you can do, you know. But they don't want to read that don't know. You know what I'm saying? You can't make a child do what they don't want to do. But like I said, you know, like I said, keep doing the good work. But I have to remember you can't be your child's friend. You know, no parent can or I guess not. But like I said, just keep doing the good work, you know. Keep promoting it. Keep doing what you're doing. All you can do is do the best you can do. But all you know is you did your part. Yes, and just like you said, we can't make someone do something they're not interested in doing. But what we can do is try to catch their attention with some of the good books that they like. You know, most kids like to get on YouTube 
They like these things, etc. I would just, you know, get something dealing with YouTube or some kind of game book, you know, something to catch their attention. So see what their favorites are and see if there's a book out there that probably is similar to what their favorites are and that's full of, I would say, magical <laughs> words. <laughs> that way they can catch their attention with wanting to read because it's something that they like to do. Play on games, watch YouTube videos, love cartoons. So pick something that's their favorite to do and maybe you will just catch another reader out here reading. Maybe be the next author and publisher of their own book one day. You're right. You never know. <laughs> You're right about that one. How can listeners follow in or purchase your book well, from you? Well, they can purchase my book at Amazon.com, you know, on Amazon or Barnes & Noble online. Also, you can um, look me up where my website is, www.princessamanifirstdate.com. I'm going to say it again, www.princessamanifirstdate.com. Or they can follow me on Instagram, Princess Amani underscore two underscores. Yes, it was nice of you to give me the opportunity to have you on this podcast channel to talk to our listeners about reading and about your book that you have that you did not fall short on by giving up. You kept it going and now you have your own book rotating out here in the world and hopefully a lot more of us will follow and get these kids to reading and maybe one day we can see them talking on a podcast channel, being interviewed about their book or on the news station or looking at their picture posted in the newspaper that now they have a book out. So, yes, that would be awesome. So I do have a quote of the day. A reader lives a thousand lives before he dies. The man who never reads lives only one. And that's by George R.R. R. Martin. I thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast channel. I hope you come back to spread the word about any other new books that you have coming out or any more great ideas that you might have. You're always welcome to come back on this podcast channel to let us be aware of what's going on. Well, thank you for having me a part of your podcast as well. This was a wonderful opportunity. This was my first time ever, you know, um, really speaking, you know, actually talking to a person about my book. And this is all new to me. Um, you know, being an author is totally different. It's a totally different world. You know, you have people messaging you. You have people calling you. You have people trying to, oh, how did you do this? How did you write a book? You know, I have those questions every day. Well, how did you write the book? Can you help me do this? You know, I get that all the time. So this was a great opportunity for me to reach out to the world. 
And by me being a shy person, it helps me as well to develop my self-confidence as well. But thank you so much for having me on here, and I'm greatly appreciated. And you are so welcome. Do you have anything that you would like to say to our listeners before we finish no, up? No, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Well, you listeners know that you can follow this podcast channel on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at From Wig Weave, the number two natural hair. And if you would like to be a guest on this podcast channel, simply send an email to From Wig Weave, the number two natural L at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. This is our time now. Don't forget, let's read. Let's change the world. Let's help these kids read. Make it our number one top priority to help our little ones read. And maybe we can see the next authors come out here in the world. Until then, guys, take care of each other and don't forget to read. Bye.